This is the Love Your Team podcast, where we discuss strategies for sales managers to retain top talent and build high-performing teams. I'm your host, Helen Finucci, and I've been leading and managing teams for over 25 years. Thank you for tuning in. I'm back again with Radhika Shukla, enterprise sales leader at Microsoft. Radhika has been in sales for more than 18 years with the last five years at Microsoft. She resides in Michigan, and I got to know Radhika about a year ago, and I know that she has a lot of great insights, so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast for the second episode. Welcome back, Radhika. Happy to be here. How are you doing, Helen? I'm good, thank you. So we kind of left it as a cliffhanger at the end of the last episode, which we started talking a little bit about model coach care, which for the listeners, model coach and care are principles that Microsoft expects all managers to live by when they're managing their teams. And you've put a new twist on it of inspiring, empowering, and appreciating your sales team. So let's jump in. So tell me a bit more about that. Yes. So during my interview also, I took my version of model coach care and explained to the interviewer that that is how I am going to lead my team. That is going to be my mantra. And it essentially is leading by example, modeling the right behavior so that others on your team are inspired to follow suit, living our culture, our values, showcasing it to the team, embodying our beliefs and practicing our principles, like walking the talk so that they get inspired to do the same. So that's the inspired component, coaching them. I think for coaching, I believe in empowering them, empowering them to solve customer business problems, empowering them to work collaboratively with their extended team, with their partners, defining team objectives, outcomes, enabling success across boundaries, living our culture again, and making sure every voice is heard, helping the team adapt and learn. And I think it's very important to empower them to come to the right solutions to their own problems by giving them the right coaching and guidance. And the third thing, the care element that I have translated into appreciate, to recognize, to acknowledge desired behavior. It's very important that a, a team that feels cared for, they will emulate you, they will get inspired by you, they will take your coaching to heart. So it's extremely important to care for your team. It helps you retain great people, attract new talent, if we know each individual's capabilities and aspirations, we invest in their growth, we ensure that both personally and professionally, they feel that they are valued at the workplace. I think that's very important. Not just giving them kudos when a big deal closes, but appreciating snippets of progress, caring for your team, telling them, hey, it's time to go back to your family, shut down your computer, you don't need to work anymore. Q4 or no Q4, please go back and energize yourself and come back tomorrow and take care of this. Family comes first. Invest in self-care. I think 
when you show the team that you care, they automatically get motivated to do more. So it's ah, inspire, good. empower, and appreciate. Great. Thank you for that. So how do you know if it's working with your team? How do you know if your team is feeling inspired or empowered or appreciated? How do you gauge that with your team? How do you get that feedback? That's really good. So first of all, feedback gates are always open on my team. We do one-on-ones. We do calls where it's just our team. We don't invite everybody else. And we just do an open exchange of ideas. I talked about that in your earlier podcast. But other than that, I think just giving you an example of appreciation. I have my own Teams channel where every time someone does something good, we we share we share kudos, we highlight that, and we tag the entire squad. We tag our managers. If the extended team has done something great, my account executives will call that out and tag their manager and the second line manager. So when the team feels appreciated and valued, they want to do more of that. And they go back and they are literally crushing it. You can see that behavior in the next meeting. They're energized, they're motivated, and they're going above and beyond their expected roles and responsibilities. For example, there was a time I didn't have an account executive on the team, and I was trying to fill that role. It was taking time. But there was somebody in the extended team, a solution specialist who was doing really well and taking care of our customers, hearing their pain points and providing the right support. I really reached out to their manager. I called it out on a um, Teams channel in front of everybody. The next thing you know, I saw him calling five other customers and doing the same thing. So people show you through their actions that they feel valued and they're ready to go above and beyond to help make the entire team successful. Yeah, that's tremendous. So you just touched on briefly that one of your sellers was feeling motivated and in turn spent more time calling his customer. Do you see the culture and the behaviors that you're instilling? Do you see them translating to how they interact with their customers? Absolutely. So during our coaching sessions, One thing that I have always advocated for is it's great to care about your numbers because obviously we're in sales, but ensure you are listening keenly. And listening keenly doesn't really mean going to the customer and saying, hey, what are your goals and objectives? And we would like to learn more. Having the ability to ask qualifying questions, go one level deeper. And it's very important to technically empower yourself. That's where those certifications come into play. That's where building your tech intensity comes into play that I was talking about on your earlier podcast. It's extremely important to be able to hear your customers' pain points by asking the right questions. I think oftentimes sellers struggle with that. And then they don't come in with a point of view. They're not well-versed with industry trends, what's happening in the market, what's the complete scenario. Sometimes they don't even understand Microsoft's solution offerings. So it's extremely important to do your homework, do your research, read the customer's 10K, make sure you've read their quarterly earnings report, make sure you've understood the industry priority scenarios that you're going to talk about. Is it around Agile Factory or is it going to be around transforming your workforce? Is it going to be around engaging customers in new ways and building new revenue streams? It's very important to provide thought leadership to the customers after listening to their pain points and aligning their key business outcomes to our 
solution pillars. And our partners help us in executing that. So I've, I've actually coached my team to leverage partners as well. But just it's very important to ensure you have a point of view. And that comes by technically empowering self. So training, basically, becoming yes, more learning. skilled, trained. And again, I know some of the feedback from sellers is we have too much training at Microsoft. I need to spend more time with customers. So how do you rationalize that? Prioritize on areas that need more focus. If you're struggling on the industry side, maybe that should be your priority. If you feel that, hey, I don't understand Azure, so maybe you start with your Azure fundamentals, but maybe some people, they come from a technical background and they understand the cloud platform very well, but they're struggling with the licensing aspect of it. On MS Learn, there's several materials that you can actually leverage to help you understand licensing better. Licensing can get very complicated even for our customers. So it depends on your area of focus, whatever matters to you, I think you should prioritize and do that first and maybe put the rest for later. But Focus Fridays helps us. I have always been a strong advocate of just setting aside four hours every Friday and working on building your tech intensity. I love learning. And I actually, when, my, when I put my baby down at night, 10 p.m., I open my laptop and I start studying. It just energizes me. I'm not telling the others. I'm not telling everybody to do that. It's just me. But 10 to 1 is my study time. And I love to just read up on a lot of material. It just helps me feel very confident when I talk to C-suite executives or even my internal team. Well, I can tell you right now, I need more sleep than going to bed at 1 in the morning. So I know I don't it's not every day, but most of the days. Yeah, yeah I am a night owl, so it helps yeah, I don't know how you do that. So have you found that this really enhances the credibility of your sellers with your with the customers? It does. It's, I'm speaking by personal experience. And I was an account executive. In my first few years, I would struggle with having a point of view, having a thought-provoking conversation with a C-suite executive. I would start the conversation. But then the minute it would go to a level 100 or level 150 or a level 200, I would start struggling with, how to qualify this further, what more can I ask? And I think that triggered this learn it all mindset. You know what? I cannot show up and not know what I'm talking about, right? How do I build credibility? How do I build trust? Why should they listen to me? Why should they give me their time? And it all boils down to, I should have a point of view that they care about. So I just learned it all. And that's how my journey began. I'm at 11 certifications right now, on to my 12th one. But yeah, I think it has made me more confident. It has helped me earn the right to be a trusted advisor for my customers. And again, leading by example, I'm sharing these learnings with my team. On Fridays, we get together. We've set some time aside for coaching on certifications on on what more can we do one person on my team is trying to be a sustainability champ the other is trying to do stuff on the security side and it's all by self-learning and then we come together on a friday and we say okay 30 minutes let's learn from each other what did we learn during the week so i think that's helping us yeah great so it's definitely on the content side so we started out by talking about inspire empower 
and appreciate. Do you give more focus to one or the other of those three? Appreciate. As I said, if you care, you recognize people, you make them feel valued. If you lead with care and empathy, everything else follows. I personally love to work for people who care for me. So I have just learned all of this by personal experience. And that's why I go above and beyond to care for my people. And care yeah. comes in every shape and form. It's not deal-based. It's about how's your family? How are you doing? Your wife was not well yesterday. You were having a bad day. It's simple things. Like you were having a bad day. One of my sellers had, had a very rough day because the customer said something to her and she was almost in tears. I kept checking on her. You know, the such simple things that you just keep checking on her, somebody asking them, how are you doing? This too shall pass. Don't let this bring you down. You're going to have a better day tomorrow. We're going to fix this together. It just means so much. Those little kind words go a long way. Yeah, so true. Now, I've heard it said that it's really hard to build relationships unless you see people in person. So tell me about how do you think about it in terms of we're in remote work? Do you find it more challenging for being able to convey that you care about your team and build a relationship with your team? Or what strategies have you used while we've all been working remotely? That is a very good point because sometimes when you meet people in person, your body language does all the work, right? You, they feel cared for and just a hug, just a simple hug makes them feel cared for and valued, right? But when you're working remotely, you have to actually go above and beyond. So you have to overdo it a little bit. So just to give you an example, in my team, people, they don't get kudos just to close a deal. Even if they've had a good meeting, we call it out. We give a shout out. We do weekly check-ins, daily check-ins at times. Somebody's had a bad day. I just talked about that. Again, every single practice that has worked, for example, somebody had a good meeting or closed a deal, or maybe talked to a customer about something new. Immediately, I highlight it on our internal channel and have that person come and present it also on a team call. So then that person feels, oh, was this that great that Radhika wants me to present it to everybody? But yes, truly, it was great. I want others to learn from this person. So I bring him on. And lastly, I nominate my team almost every month for some award or the other, because at the end of the day, compensation matters. Recognition at a broader scale matters. So my team always gets nominated for some MSUS Hero Award or Champion Award. At least I put in the nomination. There are so many deserving people out there. We may not win it, but we do manage to send in our nominations. And I think those are small ways that you can constantly appreciate your team. It has to be a consistent effort. You cannot just do it one week and then forget about it the rest of the weeks and just do it after a month. I actually do it almost on a daily basis. Ah, great. So what are you known for? What is your personal brand? Uh, I... <laughs> That's a good question. I've not thought about it. But I think if you go and ask people, they would say I'm a high energy people leader who is very passionate about customer success and people success. So I think it's it's both. For me, it's people, customers, and profits. So I think that's my brand that I lead with care, 
I'm infused with high energy that's contagious. And I make sure that people, customers, and profits, they come in that order. The order doesn't change. Ah, uh, yes. The servant leader is important for me. Yes, servant leadership. So you talked about appreciating your team. How do you appreciate your customers? How do you think about and build relationships with the customers? Because you're talking about people, your team. We've spent a lot of time talking about that. And then you also interact with your customer. And I know you have examples where sometimes folks have struggled with customers and you've gone in and been able to turn a relationship around. I think you did that in your last job, if I'm not mistaken. So how does it translate to your work with customers? Yeah, I think it's it's the same formula. If your customers feel cared for, if you're listening keenly to their pain points, it just works wonders. You've witnessed this as well, Helen. In our jobs as sales leaders, we do get a lot of escalations. Sometimes I think my entire day just goes in, coming out of one escalation, going into another. Problem customer, difficult customer, customer is frustrated, what do we do? I think it all boils down to, we are just not listening to what they actually want. And if you truly care about them and are able to empathize with their challenges, they come to the table as well. They start bending a little bit and, and start posturing and start working with you on deal alignment or an engagement alignment. But it's very important for you to first empathize with them and just say, hey, we hear you. We understand that this is the problem and we are in this together. We will solve it for you. If you acknowledge, just mere acknowledgement, these are very small things, but they go a long way. Just acknowledging the problem that the customer is facing is very important. If you go in denial and say, no, Mr. Customer, this is not what it is. You've misunderstood and blah, 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 blah. You've immediately disconnected with them because they feel you've gone on the defense. You don't want to hear them. It's very important to acknowledge and say, we understand where you're coming from. We empathize. Let's see how we can work together to solve this. Mm. And ensure them that you have their back. You are their strongest advocate. And I am. I am actually a great people advocate. I'm also my customer's biggest advocate. I do advocate for my customers internally within Microsoft and ensure that their needs are met. Ah, that's great. That's fabulous. So let's leave it there. So I love the conversation today. You talked about how you've kind of reimagined the Microsoft leadership principles of model coach care into inspiring your team, empowering them, and also really appreciating them with appreciating being the most important element because people who know that you care about them will rise to the occasion and really outperform. And I love that approach. And I've learned so much from you today. So thank you very much for that. Thank and you, Ellen. Thank you for having me. It was truly a privilege and it was great connecting after so long. Oh, yes, it's wonderful. It's so nice to see you again. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ellen.